What Radio, the music you want. With your host, Steve Dan. Brilliance. That's all I can say. Sheer, unadulterated brilliance. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you could have me. Yes, me, at your next event. You know, I'm booking a lot of weddings coming up. I know I do karaoke jams uh, every Friday night over at the Rab, but uh, yeah, I'm booking a lot of weddings. Uh, today on the program, Steel Ivory, their country music duo, their, their sisters, Kaylee Delosier and Kristen Denton, and you're going to get to hear a little bit about them in the next few minutes. As I already said, this week's shows, I have one public show this week. I'll be at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas on Friday night. That's my usual Friday night gig. <laughs> That's the video dance party, karaoke jam. Yes, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show. Now, this one is over 21. This is my over 21 show. They got the full bar, kitchen. They got pool tables. There's 10 diamond-style pool tables. Yeah, they got a pool tournament on Friday nights. So if you want to make some money while you're hanging out on a Friday night, I encourage you to check out the pool tournament at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Then on the party patio, they got the foosball, shuffleboard, darts, giant Jenga game, giant checkers game. There's always something to do while you're waiting to sing with little old me. (laughs) Well, not with me, but right next to me on the stage. And you know the dance floor is open. That starts at 8 p.m. and we go until about 2 in the a.m., way past my bedtime. That's the Rab, Friday night, Conway, Arkansas. All right, without further ado, let's get into it with Steel Ivory, Kaylee Delosier, and Kristen Denton. Calling Steel Ivory now. Hello. Hi, Keys Dan calling for Steel Ivory. Hey, this is Steel Ivory. Hey, Kaylee Delosier, Christian De- Kristen Denton of Steel Ivory. Yes, with us. <laughs> I got a twofer, a duo, a beautiful duet. So excited <laughs> to have you on the What Makes You Famous podcast. You ready to jump right into it? Yeah, sure. Thanks well, for let's do us. it. Hey, happy to have you. Uh, where am I, where am I calling to? Where is a Steel Ivory located right now? We're in Nashville, Tennessee right now. Well, that's the place you ought to be if you want to do some music. Yeah. (laughs) And I know it's not just country music. My goodness, you could sing the phone book and it would sound just fine. I know that sounds a little cliche, but I fully (laughs) believe that. I follow you on Instagram and I am treated to beautiful duets all the time. It just Yeah, it just flies down my Instagram. And yes, I did (laughs) just subscribe to the YouTube, but I have been listening to the the YouTube videos, uh, uh, you know, from time to time. Uh, You are just entertainment expounds just flowing through the steel ivory uh, let's uh, oh, thank you so much yeah, who's the who's the older sister I, I i guess we'll have to go uh by age on this one who's the older sister 
Uh, me, I'm Kaylee. I'm the older sister. Kaylee Delosier. Yeah, there's only about two years difference between us, though. Hey, not a problem. Not a problem. Just for the people <laughs> that don't know, uh, Kaylee Delosier and and Kristen Kristen. I keep man, that's twice. <laughs> Kristen <you're> right. <laughs> Denton of Steel Ivory, your sisters, yes. uh, Kaylee Delosier. Give me a little idea of who you are. Who I am? Oh goodness. Uh, well, both of us, we grew up, my dad's a musician, so we, we kind of have been singing since we were real little. Um, me and Kristen are basically the same person. We're very, very alike. <laughs> <laughs> we're similar, but different. Yeah. Somewhat different, but I, we're, we're very similar in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, I see you have your different styles. Okay, yes, you sing together. You harmonize like nobody's business. Just fantastic. It seems like every song that you put out on the interwebs is it has been practiced for months and months and months and months. And I, I don't know what your process is. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, we'll know almost everything there is to know about Steel Ivory up to now. <laughs> And so, uh, you know, but you say you, you grew up together, of course, your sisters. My goodness, you've, yes. know, you've known each other from a young age. <laughs> yes. Kaylee has literally been singing, though, since she was like two years old. She was always trying to be like the center of attention <laughs> and always singing songs, like whether it was Barney or, you know, just anything. <laughs> I would sing my ABCs to people in the grocery store, just anybody who would listen to me. <laughs> well, the classics, the classics never die. The the Barneys, the ABCs, you know, the, the schoolhouse rock. Yes, those are the classics. And those are the things that you learn from an early age. At two years old, you're already ready to be a, the star, uh, you know, and performers got to perform. Yeah, I really did. Our our dad is a musician, like she said. Okay. Well, tell me about dad. Tell tell me about what kind of musician was he? Because I could read that on your bio that he's a musician. And if you go to 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 your Facebook page, and I encourage everyone to follow you on Facebook right now, uh, go ahead and pause the the podcast. Or if you can do two (laughs) things at once, go to Facebook, follow Steel Ivory, go to their bio, read along with us, kind of follow along with their journey. <laughs> yes, but please, please follow us. Yes, but hopefully we get a little more tidbits of who you are, because that's a, a, <laughs> a very extensive bio. But what kind of musician was your dad? Um, our dad is a piano player, but he was mainly a country, he was in a lot of country bands when he was growing up. Um, but piano was like his Forte, amazing. After, after a while, he started playing dueling pianos, which is like a like a sing along type thing. But like, you basically have to be like a stand up comedian and a piano player, a musician, all in one. And he has a catalog. He knows like every song ever written. He he knows over a thousand songs. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> but he, I feel like it's in our blood because he also wanted to be a songwriter growing up. And he actually did have a few songs on hold by some really um some bigger artists back in the day but well, never actually came through <laughs> and my mom really didn't want to move to nashville because ah. she's really close with her family there and so well at this up, point where did you grow up still surrounded by music yeah where, where did you grow up tell the peoples um, we grew up in Reynoldsburg, Ohio. It's a small town, not it's very like a, big. It's a suburb of Columbus, though, so right in the middle, smack dab middle of Ohio. <laughs> okay, and what kind of work like did? A huge country scene. Yeah, what kind of work did your mom do that she didn't want to leave? And I guess you had your whole family over there as well. Well, she originally just didn't want to leave because of her family. Because when we were real little, she um, stayed at home. She was a stay-at-home mom with us. And then once we got 
a little older and we were both in school, she went back to school. She already had a degree in social work cool. and she went back to school and got her master's and now she's a teacher. Wow. I like teachers. You do something wrong yeah. to make you do it over again. Yep. <laughs> she teaches what? first grade. So oh, sometimes fantastic. we get little, little snippets of her teacher voice and stuff when we're just every now and then she'll like look at us and she'll say something like, okay, have a seat. I'm like, mom, but you're not in your classroom. <laughs> no, you, you get them while you're young. That's a, that's a great age. You're, you're, you're molding the, the young minds while they still can be molded. Cause by the time they get to middle school and high school, they're carrying knives. They have their own uh, yeah. ideas of the world of what's going on. So you yeah. grew up with a teacher. That's great. You know, yeah. or you grew up with a mom that, that had, inklings or desires of being a teacher and then when you went to school she actually became a teacher is she yep, still yeah. teaching now yes yeah, she is what that's <laughs> the beauty of like being a teacher too is she can move wherever so when we finally got older and convinced her to move then i mean yeah even though we were a job pretty even important. though we were older and both already living on our own when we moved to nashville we have a really close family with our parents so our parents moved here with us Wow. And so did both of our boyfriends, who were boyfriends at the time and are now husbands. <laughs> hey, Mazel Tov. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and, That's and, why we got the different last names. Uh, well, the man always said. Anyway, we still kept the same last initial because our maiden name is Demlo, so... <laughs> We both have the same last initial still. Hey, well, that that saves on your monogram towels that you got when you were uh, yeah, earlier. Yeah, exactly. Of course. <laughs> of course. That, does anybody have monogram shirts or towels? I do not. I think they're coming back. I see them on cars all the time. <laughs> monogram? Yeah. I wow. Well, I mean, you know, because you got duets and, and, you know, there's Laverne and Shirley and one of them has to be the Laverne and the other one has to be the Shirley. Yeah. I, I suppose <laughs> if if you even remember that my goodness you must be much younger than me what year did I, you graduate high school I, I graduated in 2010 and i graduated in 2012 okay all right well so much been, younger this year than me will be 10 years for me and it seems very strange it <laughs> just feels weird are you excited about going back to your reunion I probably won't go back to my reunions. I, I was fortunate. I got to DJ my reunions, uh, two of them, in oh, fact. That's cool. Yes, yes. Uh, so going back, it, it, it was kind of fun because, you know, I, I, I'm okay, I graduated in 86, so I'm much older than you. And I graduated <laughs> down in, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I, I was raised in South Florida, and here I am awesome. in, uh, in Conway, Arkansas, just a little bit north of Little Rock. How did that Hi. happen? Well, I married a hillbilly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> My husband's from Arkansas. Yeah, well, husband. he wasn't born there, but he spent most of his childhood there. <laughs> Fantastic. What, 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 when did he leave Arkansas? Um, a couple years before he met me. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about the love story a little bit later in the podcast. But yeah. let, let's go through the early age. I know we're bouncing around a little bit. Uh, getting to know each other. Getting to know the the ladies of Steel Ivory. It's uh, <laughs> Kaylee Delosier and Kristen Denton. See, I, I purposefully uh, put a lot of emphasis on that because I didn't want to foul up your name uh, once again. <laughs> but I guess if I foul it up, uh, people will remember it more. Yes. <laughs> so Steel Ivory, uh, before you was, were Steel Ivory, you were two years old singing at any <laughs> opportunity, Kaylee. And then along came along Kristen. And Kristen, uh, tell me about you. Yeah, so I basically wanted to do anything that my sister did. When we grew up, like if Kaylee was singing, then I wanted to sing. If Kaylee took dance classes, we took like 10 to 12, 12 years, years of, of dance. dance. Yeah. 
classes we took jazz and tap and ballet hip-hop i mean we took every we took everything yeah. for the most part so performing has always been a big part of our childhood and our teenage years i think it probably started as you being little sister just wanted to do what i did but then it's, once you did what i did then you you fell in love with it too so then it was just oh, yeah, both I of loved us it. loved it <laughs> and then like in high school and well middle school and high school is when we started singing in our choirs and doing like performing arts like our theater had in high really school awesome we both did theater we we were in a really cool program um for theater that we did for two years the last two years of high school mm-hmm. so that was really fun and then our dad taught us both how to play piano at like 16 15 16 we started taking guitar lessons so that was how we both learned how to play guitar um we took we both took lessons at this place called mid ohio music academy and then fun fact then later we ended up both actually teaching lessons there (laughs) yeah but it's pretty much like growing up we were just always around music we actually were in a wedding band with (laughs) our dad we were wedding singers yeah where we just sang covers at weddings and um festivals pretty much anywhere people would have us um and we had an advantage because since my dad was in some bands already Mm. he kind of before we really had a ton of experience, he kind of talked to the other guys in the band. I was like, hey, you want to let my daughters come up and like sing a few songs with us and stuff? And that's kind of how it started. So and he then was a wedding singer. Experience, we kind of took over more and more and we're like the front people after a while. But it started as literally just like my dad being like, hey, can my daughters come up and sing a couple songs with the, with the band, you know, at a gig? And that's how it started. And then we just kind of learned more and more songs and started being able to do more and more and actually just performing with the band all the time. <laughs> but our very first gig that we ever played was at, a, it was a city center mall, which is not there anymore, but it used to be in Ohio. And we what were year? only six, six and eight years old. What year? So that would be, if I was eight, it'd be 2000. Wow. Yeah, back in 2000. And we sang Christmas carols. We sang <laughs> Christmas carols and I read I'm pretty sure I read on Night Before Christmas for the for the mall. Like I said, the classics. Place, <laughs> they had a big place in the middle of the mall with a piano in the middle, and um, they had hired my dad to play like just Christmas songs in the background of the mall for a couple hours. And so he brought us in and had us sing some Christmas carols too. So that was our first ever public performance. That is cool. And the gang, Kristen, Kaylee, <laughs> you, you not only sing together, you tell stories in harmony. You're finishing oh gosh, each I other's know. sentences. You're like twins. <laughs> you have twin speak and you're not even twins. It's we fantastic. It. No, but I can tell you're not just sisters. You are best friends. Do you have Do you have friends outside of each other? <laughs> we do. We but do. a lot of, recently, at least as we've gotten older, we've kind of gotten to the point where we have the same friends and we go and hang out with friends together most of the time yeah, like, we're, we're so similar <laughs> that it's just like we're one person you can't have well you keep well, saying we it. are very we are very similar so most of the time if one of us makes a friend and the friend meets the other one they like the other person too because we're very similar so well you have similar we per- being friends. similar persona- uh, personalities but your yeah. your fashion sense is quite different I'm noticing <laughs> in in pictures uh, you know uh, I, I see Kaylee is a, a little more uh, one color you know but 
you know, with the the chunky uh, jewelry, and then uh, Kristen would be more flowery, and, and, you know, and then the hair color with Kristen with the red hair, and then Kaylee with, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Kristen with the blonde hair, and Kaylee yep. with the red hair. That's you know. fascinating to me. What oh. would you say, like, our styles are different? Oh. I it, honestly don't have a, I don't have a huge sense of style. Kristen's more fashionable than I am, so I'm just kind of like, I just wear whatever. <laughs> you know, you say that, but at least, you know, in your in your photo ops, in your, you know, on your Facebook, of course, on your Facebook, you're going to have the best of the best pictures. Uh, you, yeah. You, you know, you, I, I know when I take pictures at, at the different events that I do, I'll take 18 of the same shot and pick the picture, you know, uh, you oh, know, yeah. if I, especially if I'm taking... Selfie. Uh, yeah, I, no. If I'm taking pictures of someone else, me, I'm ugly, no matter what. You know, oh my God. <laughs> but but if I take a picture, you know, of somebody singing a song at one of my karaoke shows, I'll definitely take a few pictures and pick the one because I don't want to tag that person with a bad pick. Have you ever had that you problem? Know, that's bad. That's the thing about being a duo, though. I feel like if we get live pictures taken, like while we're performing, it's inevitable. One of us is always making a stupid face. There's hardly ever, we never get lucky, and it's like, oh, you both look normal in this one. No, one of us is always making a weird face. I don't know if I ever look normal when I'm performing live. True. Honestly. No, because you're going to make that, those faces when you're, when you're singing, you're going to have the, the O's and the I and the, you know, really crazy faces because you're really belting out that note, trying to get that note perfect. And yeah, your face is not going to be. Uh, you know as subtle as you would like it to be or as perfect yeah. as you would like it to be in photos so all right you're you're much younger and i, I appreciate that would you i guess you're, you're uh, well i mean what, what what would you are you the millennials i think technically i, yeah, we're I, considered millennials. I <laughs> guess i'm not even sure what that is and you could say okay. i'm not either to be honest yeah i you know <laughs> I, I just think people are people and people grow up in different uh different times but have, yeah. you know, being in the 2010s and the 2012s, that music probably really affected you. But previous to that, growing up with your dad, now from what I'm from what I'm getting, your dad's a wedding singer in a wedding band or a cover he band. He was. He's not anymore. Now he he still does the dueling pianos um, yeah. down here in Nashville, and he now is like he works as our producer and produces all our music, and he like mixes and all that kind of stuff. Still in it. I love it. I yep. love it. You know, I've been a DJ since 86, and, and I don't want to get a real job. I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but uh, That's one of my biggest pet peeves when people think it's not a real job to do, like, music or things like that. It's like, just because it's not a boring job doesn't mean it's not a real job. <laughs> well, the thing that I'd have to uh, question would be health care. That is the hardest thing. That's you know, true. being That's an true. artist... You know, usually you've, you, you, I mean, not usually, but you've heard starving uh, put in front of artists, starving artists, because yeah, people yeah. want to hear the music. People want to see the, the group, see the duo, all the work that you put into it. And, but they don't want to pay the duo. They don't want to pay yeah. the artist, uh, you know, and, and you've done it from such a young age, your first gig in 2000. And you say you were eight, eight and six. Is that yep. eight and six? <laughs> and you played where it was in a mall in a like mall. The of a mall and your dad was playing piano doing christmas yep. songs perfect i'm guessing the time of the year was probably christmas time and, yep, yeah, and, it was. And, yeah and but you know how did you feel uh doing that in fr- in that mall 
Oh, I, I loved it. I know I did because I'd been trying to sing in front of people for forever. So then when I finally got an opportunity, like my dad put us in front of people and people were actually listening to us. I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> the bug hit you hard at a young age. It did. All right. Our dad has always showed us that like it is possible to make a living making music. And we are fortunate that my mom was a teacher because then that's how they got their health care. Yeah. Right. But, right. Because I'm actually diabetic, so like, oh. healthcare is. Wait, a who, who's the diabetic? Kaylee, me. Yeah, yeah. I, the voices are very similar. Not quite similar, yeah. but yeah. Every once in a while, just let me know who's talking. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. I, we actually wanted to move to Nashville. I said I wanted to move to Nashville when I graduated in 2010. We didn't move here until 2017. Whoa. Um, because I had really bad health issues growing up. It was a genetic thing. I had hereditary pancreatitis. Okay, how does that so how does that present? It's basically pancreatitis just means inflammation of your pancreas. Mm -hmm. And basically it just like the enzymes that digest your food mess up and they attack your pancreas and it makes your stomach hurt really really bad and you can't eat and you can't eat or drink anything and basically I would be in and out of hospitals a lot and like bedridden and so I had several surgeries trying to fix it. And then finally in 2015, I had my pancreas completely removed. Wow. Which is, some people think you can't live without it. You can, it's just very difficult. So it's not very common. Yeah, good glands don't grow on trees, I'll tell you. Yeah, so I'm... <laughs> so how is it living without a pancreas? What, what, what does your diet consist of? I mean, I can eat pretty much anything normally i just i try to watch the sugar as much as possible since i'm a diabetic mm -hmm. and um i have to take pills the um enzymes that digest food i have to take them every time i eat because my body doesn't produce them mm. but i mean besides that it's not too much different than anybody and she's pain-free and not yeah. to be in and out of a hospital so it's actually i it's way better than i ever was before because the reason we didn't move here is because I was so sick all the time, and I didn't know if I would ever be healthy enough to actually be here and really do this. So it's honestly just a miracle and a blessing every day that we get to be here and that I can do this and that I'm not in the hospital or just laying in bed and can't get out of bed. And I'm healthy enough now that I can I can do what I want to do. I do have to deal with diabetes, which, I mean isn't the greatest thing in the world but mm. it's better than being really sick all the time no kaylee taking a pill with every meal is not a big price to pay to live pain free. No. that is and fantastic then, <laughs> and then just the insulin and stuff but i have an insulin pump that helps make things a lot easier so i don't have to give myself shots all the time or anything i just put the little pump thing in and you change it like every couple days so it's not too bad so, See, that's modern it, technology. My goodness, people oh, yeah. growing up, it, you know, with diabetes, so were poking themselves in the fingers all the time and, and yeah. having to give themselves shots all the time. And yeah, now, I did when I very first started uh, being diabetic, I had to start that way, just because they want you to get used to like the lifestyle and what to do before, and plus you have to get like a bunch of approval from insurance companies and learn how to use the technology and stuff. But it was probably only about six months that I had to actually give myself shots and this pump is, is small enough that you can hide it in on your person and no one would ever know yeah it's it's small enough it's it's called an omnipod it actually doesn't have any like long tubes and stuff it just kind of sticks on and has a tiny little tube that goes in and it's it's pretty easy to hide and i mean sometimes if you see pictures of me you might spot it <laughs> huh. um but it's not 
it doesn't really bother me, honestly. I mean, it's just a little it, white box. It keeps me alive. So if if it see if you see it in a picture, then I mean, oh well. <laughs> well, you know that could be a contest that you could uh, g- give to the fans of Steel Ivory yeah. is uh, spot the pump. Spot it. Yeah, spot the pump. Spot the diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she did a she did a Wolfer Brimley. You imagine this, yes, this guy's that's my joke all the time. Yeah. Those, from those commercials, I'll be like, my name is Kaylee and I have diabetes. But this whole <laughs> career, that man had a career that spanned five decades, and his epitaph yeah. is yeah. diabetes. Yep. That's it. That's it. Yep. I feel it's so bad so for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Kaylee in in a nutshell. I mean, th- that's a little bit more about you than people probably knew t- before. Uh, Kristen, yeah. a- any interesting facts about you? I know I put you right on the spot. Here's a big spotlight. Bam! Right on Kristen Denton. I don't know any interesting. What are interesting facts about me, Kaylee? <laughs> Other than she's allergic to lice. Lice. <laughs> She's allergic to like everything. What? <laughs> everything. A lot of things. Like I'm allergic to cat all cats. Most, most dogs. Most dogs. <laughs> I do have a dog though, and he's like my baby. He is my pride and joy. His name is Chance. <laughs> he actually has an Instagram. It's <laughs> at Chance the Doggo. If you want to look him up. Yes, I saw one of the last <laughs> videos. He was biting your stand or something, and you had to pick him oh, up. Oh, yeah. Uh, pick him up, and he became, I guess he took the spotlight, because you can't work <laughs> with uh, pets or children, because they're always going to steal the, the show, and he definitely oh, stole yeah. the show. Hmm. He did. He always does. <laughs> so if you're, if you're allergic to pets, uh, how do you live with the pets? Do you have to take shots or pills? Um, I actually, I tried to do allergy shots once, but... I think I just tried to do it too much, too fast, because I also have, like, outdoor allergies, mm. peanut allergies, trees, peanuts, Whoa. different foods, yeah. And so I tried to do ones for outdoor allergies and pets at the same time, and I literally had a terrible, terrible reaction. I blacked out and, like, my throat closed up. She almost died. <laughs> and I had to give myself my EpiPen, so shots are a no-go for me now. But I can have certain breeds of dogs. Like, I can have Bichon Frise. That's what I have. Um, yeah, but that's, not a, that's a long-haired dog. It's, you'd think it, was, it would be the short hairs or, or the, the no hairs. It's really the dander that yeah. I'm actually allergic to. It's not so much the hair. Mm. Plus, we grew up with three Bichons. So, I feel like she kind of got used, like, got immune to it because <laughs> we had them growing up. Yeah. So I can have those. I can have poodles, just things with really light dander. And they do, like, have really long, curly hair. So you would think that I would be allergic to them, but I'm not. That's what I would say. And suspect. I'm so glad because, like, when I was a little kid, I literally thought, I didn't think I was going to be a singer. I thought <laughs> that I was going to be a veterinarian. Or when I was really little, <laughs> when they would ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would say that I wanted to be a dog. Okay. I get because I okay. like them so much. Hey, yep. hey, be a dog. If you want to be a dog when you grow up, be a dog. Yeah, I think you can be whatever you want. <laughs> but I'm glad you ended up in I this. I think I'm over wanting to be a dog. <laughs> you know what? If I could be any dog, I would be my dog because he is spoiled. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. Well, I, I, I had the thought of, of Elton John in his uh, D- uh, Donald Duck suit singing his songs. And Bernie <laughs> was totally against it. Bernie said, what are you doing getting up on stage dressed like Donald Duck singing oh, your songs? No. But I think if you dress like a dog, hey, if you feel like it, do it. 
I might get some publicity if I did that. You know <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, and here I am talking about it, and it's probably uh, thirty <laughs> years ago that he did that, or or, or more. Uh, I still think of the eighties as thirty years ago. It's not. It's it's longer. Yeah. It's a much longer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I still think of the 90s as 10 years ago. No, it's not. I feel like I still do, too. When somebody says the 90s, it doesn't sound like that was 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, That's whenever, crazy. Well, yeah, when everybody that was born in 2000 became an adult in 2018. <sighs> <laughs> That's it. That's what I felt like. Uh, one of our little co- – I say little still. He's not little. One of our cousins is now 19, and – I swear, every time I look at him, I still see him as, like, this little baby, like, this little chubby baby that he was when he was little, and he's, like, a full-grown man now, and I'm, like, when did that happen? (laughs) You'll always be your mom and dad's baby, that's for sure. Yeah. It's so weird, though. (laughs) So, mom's still teaching, and she, uh, I guess she took the teaching and and brought it over to Nashville, and it was pretty easy to get a job, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. she had, like, 14 years of experience already, so she got the job before we moved. Yes. And then right when she was down here, that she yeah, she just started up. Wow! Mm-hmm. So you had that. She had that stability, and this is after you're already out of the house. I guess what she she yeah. missed her baby girls and and said, "I got to go." Yeah, we were like, my dad wanted to move with us because he always wanted to move to Nashville yes. and do the music thing there. So when we decided that we were going to go, she was like, "I guess I better hop on the train." Well, I mean, <laughs> so okay. We're just a really close family. Like you said that you could tell we're best friends. Well, our mom's also our best friend and like our dad's really close with us. So like it was just kind of a no brainer that like if for us it was like, Oh, if if they move down there then our parents are going too. Like, That's it was pretty just kind cool. Of a thing. Yeah, all the all the moms and dads out there that are listening, if you have any teenagers that, that say, I hate you, Dad, I hate you, Mom eventually <laughs> they're gonna grow up and, you know, turn 21 to somewhere around that magic age and start to miss their mom and dad and start to love you again <laughs> oh yeah we had our moments with our parents oh, yeah, where we did. butted heads and had some had some fights and stuff but i mean i feel like kaylee had more moments just because <laughs> she's the louder of the two of us okay I knew, I knew when to keep my mouth shut and kaylee was just like nah she would let loose I think yeah. that that's what I should be asking is the is you for you to dish the dirt or the or, or on each other because <laughs> talking about <laughs> yourselves. Truth, yeah, like, I'll, I'll tell her she's right. Like <laughs> when we were teenagers, if we were in trouble or something, if like our parents were lecturing us, Kristen could just she would just sit there and be quiet and just take it. And for some reason, I just had this this streak in me. I just couldn't keep my mouth shut even when I thought I knew I should. And I would talk back, so then I would be in more trouble because I just couldn't stop. <laughs> or I would just be a brat, like, really secretly or quietly. And yeah, I was a sneak about it, and Kaylee was loud and I was obvious. not. I was not sneaky. <laughs> so then I would get in trouble, and then I'd be like, well, Kristen did that, too. She did it first. And I'm like, well, we didn't see that, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Settle it amongst <laughs> yourselves, kids. Uh, you know, I know my brother and I, I had a, I had a younger brother about 
two and a half, three, no, about three and a half years younger. And, you know, if we got a little rambunctious inside the house, mom would send us outside and go fight in the lawn, <laughs> go go work this That's out. And, and we ended up, hey, we're best friends too. I mean, we're. I don't think we're quite as close as you. I couldn't finish his sentences, but certainly, uh, you know, and I, I don't think, uh, well, I think he'd be the better singer, even though I'm the karaoke <laughs> uh, uh, jockey, uh, he, he'd be the better singer uh, because he did well, take also- chorus. I, I think it also helps that, like, we've always been close, but now we also work together, so we just spend a lot of time together. So yes. we kinda... do that when we're writing, too, like when we're co-writing with people. Oh, we I get... just, like, finish lines for each other, and people are like, wait, what? what's happening? <laughs> or come up with the same idea and, like, not realize it. Like, because we use this thing called Google Docs, so we can both have a computer and we can be typing, like, at the same time. Um and sometimes, like, before you even, like, vocalize it in a write, you'll, like, write down an idea. And there's been times where Kristen has written down an idea, and I have not seen it yet. I haven't read it yet. Mm. And then I write down almost the exact same thing, and then I look back, and I'm like, you just wrote that. And I didn't even see it, but I came up with the same thing. That is a perfect I- writing team right there. And so, <laughs> hey, tell tell me more about this Google Docs. I've heard of it, and you could be on two different computers and writing the same you can, document. Yeah, so it, it can be as many people as you want. You can add people to it with their um, Google email address, and um, people can sit in the same room with their own computers and type, and then everybody else who's on it can see what they're typing. And, and can edit as well? Yeah, and you can edit it and all that kind of stuff. It makes it easier when you're writing because there's different ideas coming at the same time. So it's easier if you have it all kind of in front of you and you can see it. No, that's a fantastic idea for collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, if you do like Skype writes too, some people do that a lot. We don't really. I mean, we've done a couple of them. Then you can write with literally anybody anywhere around the world oh yeah i I talk to musicians around the world and some of the musicians have never met each other i talked to a fella he plays guitar in australia and his his bassist is in uh the middle east somewhere and his drummer is in uh ireland somewhere and i'm what and and they've never met in person but they they skype uh he'll send ideas over uh, you know over over there they'll lay down the drums let one will lay down the bass and they'll mix it all down in australia that's so cool it, it, yeah because that's like yeah when we do our um our music my dad produces it and he'll play like keyboards and sometimes he'll put like drums and stuff on it but if we have like so we, have, we have other musicians on our music too and they'll play guitar tracks but usually they don't come into like our home studio or we don't go to their studio to do it we just send the track over and they record stuff and then they send it back so we're never it's we've met most we've met these guys but it's we are usually not like in the same room when they're playing stuff for us and vice so versa. You have a home studio and that's where your dad does, um, puts all the magic together or that's where you make yes. the magic, so to speak. Our newest single yo-yo that we just released, we actually, all of that was produced in a little apartment studio. We sang those vocals in a closet. Wow. <laughs> it sounds like you, like any a professional studio, and I guess it is. You know, and, and, and a lot of kids, anyone with a computer and a, and a good enough microphone can, can make a demo. But Oh, yeah. yeah. These days, like, it's so easy to release music, and music that sounds good. The too. quality of it really kind of depends on what equipment you have. Like, so it doesn't really matter if you're in a little apartment doing it. If you have good enough equipment and stuff that makes it sound really good, and some people who know what they're doing when they're producing it and all that, 
you can make it sound just like stuff on the radio. It's the producer that really makes the music pop. Because yes, oh, yeah. you can you could be a good songwriter, a good musician, but you need to have that discerning ear that can put it all together. And your dad still has that. He's the one that's putting it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know, because by now I'm I'm about half deaf, you know, since <laughs> wearing <laughs> headphones and and being on the radio since uh, you know, like I said, since '86 on and off. It, it I, I you know I don't think I have that discerning ear. I've tried to mix music from time to time over the years, and I've gotten a, you know good enough to where I can give somebody a demo to where they can send it out to a, a record company, but. Here, that's mm-hmm. something else that just popped into my head. You're cutting out the middleman. The record companies are running scared because people can put music out on their own independently. Yeah, and, and yeah, we're really fortunate. Yeah, uh, you know, and how? When was the first time that you actually laid down a, a track or, or started to to write music? Rather, well, we Kaylee and I used to write songs individually. It wasn't until like a year before we moved to Nashville that we started co-writing together. 2012 or, oh no, wait, 2017 is when. Is when we moved. Yeah. So about 2016 was when we started coming together and writing. We still wrote some songs separately and our first EP, a lot of the songs that were on it were written separately. And that was, I think that was the first time that we actually recorded anything that we had written ourselves and by that time you had already been in nashville or you recorded that no we had been in nashville it definitely was not (laughs) it wasn't like our best it's nothing that anybody can look up on your youtube we're learning those songs are not up anywhere yet anymore because we felt like they didn't really represent us anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, no. Uh, I think Quentin Tarantino, uh, they say that Reservoir Dogs is his first movie. That's not his first movie. That's just the first one that he let you see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I think, too, like, moving to Nashville, we discovered co-writing. We didn't really know that that was a thing. And because we do think so alike, it is great to have another brain in the room that thinks differently and has different ideas i mean we think differently too but usually if we have somebody else in the room they can kind of give us their insight Mm -hmm. yeah well guide us that way i know most of the videos that i see when i follow your your instagram or even uh, on your youtube uh, are covers but you do have some originals when did that first original come out was that the christmas one uh, our first the silent night when we moved to Nashville was Never Been Kissed, yeah. which Never actually been. isn't up there anymore. It was on a compilation album called Nashville Dreamin'. When was this? Um, what year? This, this was, was right when we moved here. 2017. 2017. And where did that get recorded? And, and did you write that one? Yeah, Kaylee and I wrote that one, just the two of us. Um, and we entered a songwriting competition with a different song. Mm. Um, to be on the compilation album. But then the producer heard that song and he was like, oh, why don't we record that? And we um, had it produced by John... I don't remember his name. <laughs> oh, I know. I put you on the spot. You'll remember as soon as I, I know hit his last the name, end record. John. <laughs> John Willis. That's Willis. What, that's what I thought. It's called Willis Sounds Productions. That's what I was trying to find. I almost said that, but then I felt like I was wrong. <laughs> Very John good. Willis. I'm glad he got the shout out. Perfect. Yes. 
Yeah, but unfortunately, it's not up there anymore. Oh, we don't really have say in that. It yeah, was on contract. I got you. We don't own the master of that one. So the um, the guy who started the project decided to take them down. But um, so that's the first one that's still up right now is our Silent Night cover. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that uh, that's the thing. People like oh, uh, like Taylor Swift. You know, people like Taylor Swift are re-recording their their songs so they can own their own masters. Yeah, we yeah. can re-record it if we want to. We just feel like it's not really our style anymore, so we're just kind of moving on with it. But Love My Mess was our very first single that we released independently, just yeah. the two of us. We wrote that song with two of our friends, Kristen Parisi and David Reuter. Shout out to them. There you <laughs> go. Represent. And then our dad produced that one, and I'm really proud of that song still. You yeah, know what? I, I realized that uh, we, we've been saying dad, uh, you know, since he's part of the co- the collaboration, you could shout <laughs> him out Jed too. Jed Demlo. Well, say, say it again. His name's Jed Demlo. Jed Demlo. How do we find out more about him? Um, He actually has a, he has an Instagram. It's JSD Tunes Productions. Or Perf- is it just Jed Demlo Productions? Perfect. It might yeah. be. I think it's Jed Demlo Productions. Now he's doing the piano bar, and which is a whole lot of fun. If if you, if, my dear listeners, if you haven't been to a a dueling piano or a piano bar, it is a lot of fun. Especially if, as you say, your dad's got the gift of gab, and he's got jokes yeah. and yeah. stories. That's part of it. It's like uh, stand-up comedians tell telling stories while they're playing piano. It's great. Yeah. Uh, right now it's. Um, it was the Big Bang on Broadway in Nashville, but that location closed. So they're doing it now inside of the restaurant Dick's Last Resort um, down off of Broadway. So he's still doing that every weekend. I got to get to Nashville. <laughs> it is at Jed Demlo Productions. I looked it up. <laughs> okay. And he's also doing, he's producing top lining tracks, which if you don't know what top lining is. I don't. Basically, a producer makes a track for songwriters to write over so it'll have it has like no, it's a complete track but there's no vocals or anything and then songwriters can listen to that track and write a song over top of it he's making beats yeah that's fantastic yeah, it's, it's really cool uh, hey a lot of singers need need beats you know sometimes you got solo artists that can sing like nobody's business they've been to every karaoke bar every open open mic uh in, in the in the place but they don't have anybody to, to lay a track and if that's something that uh, master jed can do <laughs> that's, yeah it, that's it's a great something service. that's really growing in nashville some people have a top lining guy or a track guy just sitting in the room with them while they're writing the song yeah. so like literally as the song is being written somebody's building the track it's really cool that is really cool so before you you got to nashville you were in ohio in a small town how was the music scene there uh, when you were performing i know you, you performed in a mall uh, were there other performances because i know you said you in school i mean you had the you, you had the full performance package you were doing uh, drama and and band and chorus and you know making sure that yeah. uh, you were well you, you were well on your way to to being well-rounded in that respect but what are the other performances that you did in we, ohio we actually had a band in ohio that we played a lot of festivals and gigs with what's the name of the band, band. um it was just Steel we Library. We just called it Steel Library. Oh, it was Steel Library. Okay. Who played with us. How did that yeah, name come had... around? Oh. <laughs> um, when I first graduated, Kristen was still in school. And I started playing gigs out with just me and my dad because Kristen was busy with school and theater and stuff. And uh, he would play keys and I would play guitar. 
Mm. And he actually came up with the name. Steel is for guitar strings and mm. ivory is for piano keys. Oh, that is right on the nose, but so perfect. So and perfect. And then once Kristen graduated, we kind of it kind of evolved into being more just the two of us as a duo, but we liked that name so much that we were like, we're keeping it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it that's, is a great name. Now. <laughs> yeah, one of you need to learn to keyboard. <laughs> but uh, it, that's... So we both do play the keys, but Kaylee was playing it more often, but now she doesn't really. She's. I need to, I need to get on it more and play more. <laughs> but we did, when we were in Ohio, so we played some of like the biggest shows that we'd ever played in our lives before we moved to Nashville, actually. Oh, in Ohio. Yeah, because we we got lucky. We had the opportunity to open up for Scotty McCreary at Come the Champaign on. County Fair. Come on. What kind yeah, of songs yeah, did you play cool. before Scotty McCreary? Yeah, we got to open for him, so that was really well, cool. What kind of songs were you able to play before? I mean, because you're, you're pleasing a group that came to see Scotty McCreary, and what, yeah. what songs did you play to appease that group? We played a lot of cover songs, but we were also allowed to play some of our originals that were on our ep at the time but yeah we definitely played more he has more of a traditional sound so we yeah, played we some played songs like like, like the band perry and carrie underwood and randall like, lambert yeah like real like country women type songs <laughs> okay and then what was the response i, I what did, what did the crowd think we were shocked because we did a meet and greet afterwards at our little merch table that we were so proud of because it was the first time that we ever sold any type of merch. Yeah, and there was there was about four to five thousand people at this concert, mm. and the line at the merch table was huge, and people took pictures with us and bought our merch, and we just felt like we were on top of the world. But we, we still have a lot of people who follow us on our social media and stuff and buy our music that found out about us from that concert you yeah. better believe it they saw something they heard something they knew steel ivory is going to be big and now they have stories for years to come oh i remember when steel ivory was back at that show with scotty mccreary i remember yeah. that back in ohio I yeah we know. actually we kept in touch with this one guy who was at the show and he would always tell us about how he wanted to be a country music singer and he actually moved down to nashville <laughs> like last year i saw that he moved down well, who's that? Mm, I his name's Thomas, but I don't know his last name. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> well, tell me about that. Okay, you had aspirations of doing music, and you know, I, I you say most of your music has kind of got a country feel to it, but you could sing anything. All the covers that you do are are not strictly country. You yeah, sing. we love pop music. Yeah, from every genre. Yeah, or R and B. I mean, we love all genres. There's a lot of pop influence in our music that we write. There is, because when we were little, we were always saying that we were going to be pop stars. Because you know, like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, they were like the queens oh, at the time. Yeah, we they were goddesses back in in the late '90s. That's when they started, yeah. and, and they were very young as well. I mean, in 16 or 17, and and, and doing it and, and and making it big. And oh I, yeah, but our grandparents always told us, "No, you're not pop, you're country." And, I, <laughs> and me, Kaylee, when I was little, uh, like really little, apparently this is a story that my grandparents always loved to tell. Um, I was in the back of my grandparents' truck, and they were driving us around, and I was like two, maybe three. And they were trying to sing songs with me in the car. So they're singing like nursery rhymes and little things with me. And apparently in the middle of them singing these songs, I stopped them and I said, 
what are you guys doing? Don't you know any good music? You know, like, and I started singing Tim McGraw's I Like It, I Love It. <laughs> I want some more of it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so it, they, like, always love to tell that story and be like, yeah, you're a country girl, even when you were little. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it. So, But your parent, your grandparents were even singing to you. Uh, did they do any? Oh, yeah. Anything Our like that? No, they're not mu- really musical, but they loved country music. Like, when we would over go over to their houses, they would pick us up from school almost, like, every day. That's yeah. how close we were. Okay. But they would always have CMT on or GAC or all the country channels, and we would just watch the music videos. Oh, you were destined to do it. <laughs> Even the grandparents had it in for you, just to, <laughs> destined oh, yeah. to be singing, and country in particular. I mean, because you could have gone to California, and you could have been pop singers. You could still do that, and, and even in Nashville, of course. You know, uh, that that's not just a country music hub. It's a, a music hub. Uh, you know, and yeah. I, I, I make a lot of trips to memphis but i haven't quite quite gotten as far as nashville i think i think i've taken 55 out or no what what is it what's the road that goes through uh 40 40 yeah yeah i think i've taken 40 on on my way up from florida and i must have passed nashville but i never quite got to the city i need to get there it's a great place i even have a pal that just moved out there uh named uh josh uh williams and 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 uh and he's he's doing very well at, in in Nashville. But moving from from Ohio, you had the aspirations. To, who who put the bug in in you to move to Nashville to make your music dreams come true? I'm not sure, honestly. I think I think it was probably our dad because he always told us that he wanted to move there. But I'm not really sure. I do remember when we were playing, like, some of those bigger festivals and stuff, we had a friend, um, Doug Dunn, that knew my dad, and he was like, man, you got to get those girls down to Nashville, because that's where, (laughs) that's where it's at, that's where people are doing things, that's where you can make things happen. Yeah, that's where you're going to blossom. Your creative juices are going to flow. And and, yeah. and you you wrote you wrote your first songs. You you had your first e- EP in Ohio. How did that how was the response on that? Uh, you know, and, and and I want to tell people if you go to a, a show, especially a, a, an up and coming artist or somebody brand new, go meet them at the merch table cuz they're yeah, you know, and, and and go buy a CD or a sticker or a t-shirt or a hat or whatever they got and, and meet up with them cuz uh, and give them some feedback cuz that that's important. That's going to keep so keep much. them going. Yeah. Uh, you had that feedback from 5,000 people with a line around the corner waiting to to meet up with the girls of Steel Ivory. But Yeah, it kind of it gave us even more of that push to be like, yeah, maybe we could really do this. Let's let's go for it, you know. Absolutely. Now, okay, but who? All right, you were both playing guitar, and you both play because I, I noticed that it's uh, mostly Kristen plays the guitar. Yes, I can play. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm honest. I'm just not as good as she is. <laughs> She's better at it than I am. Okay. Um, so she she kind of takes over a lot of it, but I do play. I'm just I I play things a little more simply than she does usually. She does the more complex things. <laughs> she plays when we play longer gigs too. Yeah. Yeah, but Kaylee, I think it, it lets you, it, it, if you don't play, it lets you concentrate more on the vocals, on the singing. You yeah, know. she's the lead, so. Yes, okay, I, and I have noticed that, you know, because I, I know if, uh, you know, if there's a musician that's playing and singing at the same time, 
one or both of them is going to is going to to have a falter. It's gonna it's going to hurt. Uh, you know, because I, you know, Phil Collins playing drums and singing, you have to, you, you can hear it in his singing that he's singing on the beat to make sure that he gets <laughs> that note out. And it, 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 you know, yeah, I, I love hearing him sing, but if you can concentrate on just the singing, but yeah, I mean, you know, and then Taylor Swift, of course, I mentioned her already. She plays a guitar and she sings. And yeah. she's wonderful, you know. But okay, so you already said Brittany and Christina. Who uh, standard interview question in three, two, one? Who are oh, your yeah. influences? Uh, let's start with Kaylee on this one. Um, I love I loved Christina Aguilera growing up. I love Kelly Clarkson, uh, Carrie Underwood. I've always kind of really been drawn towards those women with the really big voices because I feel like that's what I want to be. <laughs> And like with a lot of the, like the the sass, that's that's what I like the most. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, and yeah, I know. And as Christina Aguilera, she grew up, she you know really busted out of that child shell and did her dirty phase, and and oh, yeah. you know made sure. That, and I think a lot of the the child singers or the singers that started at an early age, they they want that breakout. Miley Cyrus did the same thing, and yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah, they all they all want to to let people know, hey, I'm not a little kid anymore. Bam, I'm breaking yeah. out. So, Kristen, same uh, question. Uh, who was your influences? I had a lot of the same influences. Like, Carrie Underwood was one of my biggest ones. But when we were really little, I feel like it was Shania Twain and yeah. Faith Hill. We used to sit in our basement and, like, sing and dance to those songs Dig on it. repeat forever. I, we loved, like, Shania Twain's sass, <laughs> all of her sass. But, like, from a songwriting standpoint, probably, I mean, some of the some of the guys like Kenny Chesney and even when I was little, Alan Jackson was like yeah. my jam <laughs> or like now more modern. We, we really like Maddie and Tay. Uh, Dan and Shay. <laughs> They're fun. The, They're the so duos. much fun. We're actually seeing Dan and Shay in concert on Friday and we're super pumped. Oh, that's oh, they're cool. So good. They're so good. <laughs> I, I know they're they're karaoke favorites. That's for sure. Whenever I do uh, yeah. do the shows on Friday and Saturday nights, uh, and Maddie and Tay with their uh, country girl, uh, that video yeah, is just so funny. Song. Oh, girl in a country song, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so going through covers, uh, what was the besides the ABCs and the various Barney songs that you sang at, at a young young age? What was the first cover that you 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 did, and how did you how did you learn how to how to put that together? Together, the first cover together, the first cover separately. Oh, let's do that. First covers cover separately. This time, Kristen first. I think mine was "I Love Rock and Roll." <laughs> Dig. And I actually remember the very first time that I performed that song. It but was did you do Britney's song. version or Joan Jett's version? I think I did Britney's version because I was obsessed with the movie Crossroads at the time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wanted to be Britney Spears. Hey, Crossroads is very underrated. If you look it up online, when I was working at a radio station down in, in South Florida, Exito 105.5, uh, I was kind of a, obsessed with Britney. Maybe I was a little bit too old to be obsessed <laughs> with Britney, but I have a Keys Dance House of Britney page still set up, still oh out gosh. there. So That's it's out funny. there. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. No, somewhere it changed from from hey, that's cool to whoa, you're pretty creepy. <laughs> <laughs> there's something weird about that. Yeah, yeah, there's something weird about that guy. But okay, so uh, Kristen, 
digging the crossroads. And then Kaylee. Uh, uh, mine was actually Brittany as well. Oh. But mine was, I did like a talent show thing in second grade at my school. And I sang the song Sometimes by Britney Spears. Oh, <laughs> Sometimes I Cry. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. And what was, what was the response on that? People, people, the school liked it, I guess. <laughs> the talent show. <laughs> yeah, I don't. We didn't have like a winner or anything. It was just like people, people performed. <laughs> no, I guess at about that time, everyone would get a ribbon and go out for everyone ice cream. Everyone wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? How do you set you up for disappointment yeah. when you're older? <laughs> how do you feel about that? Exactly. There, I guess you already got how you feel about everybody gets a ribbon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that ain't how it always worked. <laughs> and I don't think that's teaching kids the greatest thing. Because I mean, as Kristen said, then you get older, and that's that's not how things are gonna work. So. Yeah, if you get a ribbon, you're gonna find out what your strengths are and your weaknesses. You know, yeah. You, so if you're gonna be judged, and I know the Bible says don't judge, and uh, but uh, you know, I you're you're judged your whole life. You're gonna be judged yeah. on your, your strengths and your weaknesses. It, don't let them be in the competition. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, you know, hey, look, I can't jump the farthest. I can't run the fastest. I, I shouldn't get that big trophy or that little trophy or that participation yeah. award. You know, yeah. uh, but please take me out for ice cream because I like ice cream. So, okay, that was your first outing. And, man, still, young age, you were, you're destined to be performers. Uh, you, know, you know, between dad and, and mom pushing you forward and, and grandparents, yeah. for that matter, uh -huh. sending you out into the world. Yeah, everybody was behind it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. You know, they had to have parents that, that are, are, are behind you. And I, I encourage every parent to let your kid do whatever they want, at least till they're 30. You know, by the time they're 30, <laughs> they need to know exactly what they want and, and get their, their heads on straight. Uh, but uh, in their 20s, my goodness, you could fall down flat on your face and bounce right back up. No big deal. Do whatever you want. Yeah, that's life. <laughs> yep. That's what people say. Yeah, that's Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So when you finally made the idea, I mean, what what was your experience to, to go to Nashville? And did you know people in Nashville? How how did you, how did two young girls from Ohio get to Nashville and and not not fall down the 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 wrong trail? Well, we didn't really know many people down here when we moved, but we were part of that compilation album. So that's kind of how we, it first started when we first got here. Um, we met people through that and kind of people who had been here for longer and just slowly started making relationships with people and kind of getting to know this town and how things work. And you gotta go out. Like you gotta go downtown. You gotta go to the writer's rounds, meet people. Yeah. All right, where where's the downtown? Where's the what's the first step when you get to get off the bus in in Nashville, Tennessee? What's the first step? We obviously step? have to check out Broadway just because everybody always talks about it. But honestly, that's not really been our scene since yeah. we moved here. Um, but there's a lot of different places downtown. Like Demumbrian Street has a bunch of bars where people play every single night of the week. There's songwriters playing there, or bands with yeah. different artists. What, what was so the first thing you did? Did you did you have an apartment all set up and and a place yeah, to we stay? Did. Okay, yeah, all right, had, um, you got that settled like a month before and got the apartment situation set up. And then jobs, <laughs> how do you pay for said apartment? Um, our boyfriend slash husband. Oh, 
Well, that's good to have them backing you up. That's fantastic. Yeah. It, you know, you had somebody. We also, um, we, we still do this pretty often, but not as often as we did when we first moved here. Before we got ourselves more established here, we traveled back to Ohio all the time to play gigs at places where people already knew us and we mm. could get paid and that or other places stuff. too, like that we're surrounding. Like we go to West Virginia sometimes. Very Kentucky, Kentucky yeah. So who, it's, it's, who gave it's you your first break? Get... Who gave you your first paying gig? In Nashville? No, in, in Ohio. In Ohio. Oh, oh. I what was my first paying gig? I think it was Cheeseburger in Paradise. It's a restaurant called Cheeseburger in Paradise, Jimmy Buffett restaurant. Excellent. Put that on the walking tour, Jimmy Buffett, yeah. the great guy. I'm from so, I'm from the Keys. I know there. Key West. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was our first one. That's that's right. Very my cool. Dad, my dad had played there first, and we would come up with him and sing a couple of songs while he played there. Then we had our and very first so then. Day. Alone. So then, after a while, we were like, "Okay, Dad, we love you, but we want to we want to see if we can do this without you." So <laughs> we had our first gig there, just the two of us, and and we we did all right. So then we we kept going with. What it. year was that? Oh goodness, um, we I, still in high school, right? So had to be two thousand eight, two thousand seven, yeah, or so. Probably, yeah. I think I was probably like sixteen or seventeen. Kristen was like fourteen or fifteen. Super. Duper, you had, oh, you had it, you had it, you, you still have it, You're, and it just gets better <laughs> and better. That's fantastic. So, uh, yes, that's right. Uh, what makes you famous, listeners? Put put that on the walking tour. Uh, cheeseburger in Paradise <laughs> yeah. in uh, Ohio, somewhere somewhere in Ohio. <laughs> I think it was Polaris, Ohio. Polaris. Polaris. There are a couple locations, though. <laughs> I don't know if it's even still open there anymore. To be honest, it might not. It's been a long time since I've been up there. Okay. All right, but uh, but after that, did it just start rolling? You, uh, the cheeseburger people loved you, and you just kept getting gig after yeah, gig after just, gig. How, how, how often did you play? Also a booking agent, so we were lucky with that. Our dad he, does everything. Master he Jed. Man of many hats. Yeah, he's kind of taught us that if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. You better <laughs> believe it. Hustle. And that's what, yeah, the so entertainment business the is a hustle. Yeah. So, yeah, so he had a lot of contacts up around Ohio of places that he had played and or places that he had booked and people who um, trusted him. So if he called them and said, my daughters have a band and asked if we could play there, they, they kind of trusted in him enough to let us come the first time. And then once they saw us, they, if they decided they liked us and they just kept booking us. <laughs> he gets you in the door and you make the, make sure that door stays open because you yeah. put the work well, now, in. Now I'm more of the booking agent. Yeah. We do a lot of it more. Well, you, you put the work in how, how, how long did you practice together before you felt like, yeah, I think we can do this. I we can go out there. And and what was the first gig? Was it was it uh, just uh, was it Kristen with a guitar and 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 both of you singing? I think we both had guitars. Both had guitars back in there. So yeah, how long did it take before you could? A lot, and I still feel like we practice. We have to practice a lot for us to. Oh have yeah, sound the way that we want to sound. Oh I yeah, mean, it's, it's work. It's an all day, every day grind that you gotta. Do you have a good you have a good practice uh, space that you can do. Uh, hopefully, you're uh, hopefully yeah, we're close actually, to home. We're sitting in it right now. <laughs> I have a, um, the spare bedroom in Kristen's apartment is a music room. Yeah, I got a <laughs> piano in here so we can practice our pitches. I got my guitar. My husband also plays guitar. He's got his, his guitar and amp. We got <laughs> our little 
recording setup that we do our YouTube videos and stuff. So all our YouTube, well, most of our YouTube videos now and, like, TikTok things we do are filmed in here. Some of the older YouTube videos were filmed in my kitchen because <laughs> none of neither of us had a, a room that was specifically dedicated to it. So we used to just move my kitchen table out of my kitchen and do it in there. But yeah, yeah you're inviting people into your home and, and giving them a, yeah. a snapshot of who you are and, and, and where you live. All right. So yeah. did you both marry musicians? No. Um, well, Kristen's husband does play guitar, but as for his career, he's an electrician. And... My husband is not musical at all. Uh, <laughs> well, let's go through the love story. Uh, who got married first? Kristen did. I did. Kristen. I met my husband on Tinder. <laughs> everybody look frowns upon. But no, don't do it. That's fantastic. We call each we call ourselves the Tinder success story. Excellent. <laughs> yep, we got married back in June. 2017. Now, 2017. Tinder is that what? What is it when you <laughs> when you like somebody on Tinder? Is a swipe right? Oh my goodness, it's probably different now, but back then, yeah, it yeah. was swiping right. So he's now I he, know people who like swiped right on who. Like, uh I don't remember. Well, I think on in those apps, don't you both have to swipe right on each other before? Yeah, you that's what it was. You other. both have to swipe, and then you're a match. But who made the first contact? It was I don't know. It it might have been me. We got to get this story uh, put to, put together better for Thanksgivings to come and Christmases, right? so you can tell your grandchildren. <laughs> All I remember was that we met on Tinder, and I made my sister go with me on like the first time that we met to make sure he wasn't like a serial killer or something. <laughs> as a third wheel, or did you have a, a, a date set yeah, up he, as well? He had a friend. He had a friend with him too. Me oh. and his friend weren't on a date or anything, but I, we just kind of tagged along and like. It wasn't like an official date. It was just like them meeting and like we went to like a little concert of his friends and stuff like that. <laughs> and then we had an official date after that. But yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, was, what was the first date? Um, we went to the Columbus Zoo, which is like one of the best zoos ever. You have to go there. If okay. You ever want an amazing zoo. Put that it on the walking the tour. What? Oh, put that on the walking tour. The, the yeah. Columbus Zoo. And, and what it was? Is. Th they have zoo lights in the winter time, like around Christmas time, and so that's why we went there. And we saw the zoo lights, and we also went. To what are zoo restaurant. lights? The zoo lights—they're like Christmas lights set up all over the zoo. Like they the covered like every tree, everything in Christmas lights. How <laughs> yeah. cool is it's that? It's really pretty. Yeah, but you're freezing in, in Ohio. Was it snowing? Oh my goodness! It was like negative. 10 or something but we were so nervous we didn't care not for me i, I haven't spent a lot of time north of the mason dixon <laughs> so they all right so all right so that's date number date number one and and love blossomed so uh, yep. that's, that's fantastic and you married you married him and yep did, and he moved down with me and of course he moved down with you you married him <laughs> yep and he's probably person my name right now because he worked all night and here i am gabbing but <laughs> oh well hey it looks like he he backs you up in your in your endeavors and and i'm i'm glad that you found somebody to, oh, to yeah. love Thank you. And, oh. and then kaylee uh your love story uh i met my husband i think only a couple months after Kristen met adam um his name's todd we met on okay cupid so another <laughs> online dating dig it success. Now, I do remember he messaged me first on OkCupid. You know he did. 
did. And then he actually lived about an hour and a half away from where I lived at the time. And we had, he lived about an hour and a half away for the first like year and a half of our relationship. So we would just kind of go back and forth on weekends. Our first date, we, he came to where I lived and we went to Olive Garden and then we went to the mall and we saw the movie Into the Woods, which he hated. <laughs> Is that a chick flick? It was like a musical. Oh, I like musicals. Did you see a musical? Well, the the thing was, we were going to see Dumb and Dumber 2, and they were sold out. So then we just kind of picked one. Yeah, I think you did better with Into the Woods. <laughs> Although I do like Dumb and Dumber 2 as well. So <laughs> yeah. I got no problem so yeah, with that. Yeah, we lived about an hour and a half apart for the first like year and a half. Oh. And just kind of went back and forth on weekends and stuff. And then he actually moved. Um, when I moved out of my parents' house, we moved into an apartment together oh. in Reynoldsburg. But then we only lived there for about a year. And then he moved down to Nashville with us. <laughs> yeah, he did. All right, I guess and these we boys. got married only six months apart. Oh. <laughs> uh, Kristen We're... got married in June of 2018. And I got married in December. <laughs> Were you each other's uh, maid of honors? Maid yes. of honors? Yes. Although Kristen was technically a matron of honor then. Yes, by that <laughs> time she was married. Old. I called her my maid of honor anyways, though, because I said, matron makes you sound like you're an old lady. So no. I'm going to call you that anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm getting up there. Hey, I'm older, sister. Watch it. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're you're on the same track. You you got married. You got your, your family life. Your home life is, is in order. Uh, you got your, your music career in order. It's all heading down the right the right path. It's fantastic. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're trying. <laughs> uh, you know, and you got these fellas that are you know backing you up, making sure that that you you have what you need. Uh, you know, and you're doing it on your own, whether you had them or not. You could still do it. But uh, I'm glad <laughs> that you have them, and and that makes it that much better. Uh, having love in your life is an important yeah, thing. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, children. Because uh, you know, mom and dad, they they no want the grandbabies. Children. No children right now. Where are my grandbabies? I say, I say that I will have kids. Kristen says she doesn't know if she will. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that I'll have kids. I've always wanted to have kids. Even as a, like a little kid, I was always very like motherly to like our cousins and stuff. Sweet. But I'm not at a place where we're. Me and my husband aren't ready to have kids now, but eventually we will. <laughs> no, no, there's definitely time. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, do everything you want to do till you're 30 and then start to figure things out. Well, do I? That's do what, I? I mean, we're just like, I'm just, we're just kind of playing it by ear. Whenever we feel like we're ready, then we will. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. For now, we're, we've got other things that we're focusing on in our lives. So we're like, that can, that can come later. <laughs> well, good. All right. Family life in order. Steel ivory. <laughs> and uh, all right, so we've got we're we're up to now. And uh, where where are you heading? Where is Steel Ivory going from this point? I know that you just released Yo Yo. We mentioned that earlier, and that's yeah. available on on the YouTube's and and the Spotify, Spotify and the and, and the iTunes. iTunes. And Apple. go out and buy that right now. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I, the, release that, and then we're planning on releasing an EP. In a couple of months, we have a couple other singles that we want to release that we have ready, and we're going to do some fun things like maybe a music video. Well, yeah, Yo Yo is catchy. Work. Who who made the the lyric video? How how does that come about? That was me, and I'm so proud Kristen, of it. Kristen I'm so proud that. of you. How did you do <laughs> that? Into, like some do it yourself DIY, you know, artist things, and yeah. What's the program? The people got to know. 
Yeah, what did you use? Oh, let me see what it is. I think it's called Video Leap. Video Leap. And how do you yeah. how do you get the lyrics on top of the pictures? You you can actually like upload the picture in there and then you can add text That's through each cool. like slide if you have different pictures or I just use the same picture for the entire thing and then you can add music, different types of effects. It's really cool. How much time did that take? It honestly it only took me like a couple hours. I, I did it like cool. one night. Hey, and, yeah, so and now you have a lyric video out there that's uh, that's yes. showcasing your your brand new and it's song. Free. Yeah, oh, super. Oh man. So all right. So where are you performing uh, these days? Uh, what was the last performance you did, and and uh, where where can we see you next? So our last performance was at Live Oak. We played our release show for our single. It was actually a night called singles night nashville where they have a bunch of different artists come up and play their singles that they're playing or that they're releasing and then after they get up and play them then they play them over the loudspeakers in the bar which is pretty cool so yeah everybody could hear it acoustic and then get to hear it fully produced that um, is so that was at live oak in nashville how many people um, i'm not really sure how many people fill up that I bar know, yeah it's a good amount though i mean it's a pretty big place yeah it's a pretty big bar and it, there was a good crowd in there. What was the response? But yeah, I don't know exactly how many people. But I, then, um, what was the response on that? Did people come up to you? Yeah, I mean, we did have a really good response. Yeah, we had. We've met some other artists at that show that we're probably going to be co-writing with. Yeah, and oh, um, yeah, the people in there were had a really nice response, so that was cool. Hey, um, artists. But our next artists. show. Yes, is actually at isn't it Jammin' and Jammies? Yeah, um, we're playing a show. This is. One of our favorite songwriters nights. It's called Jammin' and Jammies. And it's at the George Jones bar on the rooftop. And it's hosted by this girl called or this girl named Megan Barker. And basically what they have is they have kind of more up and coming singer songwriters like Kaylee and I. Hmm. And then they also have the pros join for a songwriter round. Oh, cool. And it's jammin' and jammies because everybody comes dressed in their pajamas. Cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a great opportunity for up and coming writers like us to meet the pro writers, and it's just a really fun night because everybody's in their pajamas, and just <laughs> hanging oh. out and singing songs. I'm so excited! So we're doing for that you. on Sunday, right? Yeah. Well, that's okay. Our next one. That's excellent. Anything else coming up on the horizon that people can look out for you? Um, we have some shows coming up back in ohio if there's anybody listening from ohio yeah in in april we're playing at the corner bar and grill in uh, pickerington ohio i'm not sure the exact date on that i'll have to look at that everything is up on our website though steelivory.com steelivory.com great website name great band name you got you, you were able to brand that that's perfect and then in may on mother's day actually we'll be playing um Another, we've done a few of these, another uh, songwriter's night at the Bluebird Cafe. Is your mom going to make it? Oh, yeah, she'll be there. Oh, mom better be there. <laughs> uh, you better believe it. <laughs> All right, well, that's, man, I've had a good time talking to you, Steel Ivory, uh, Kaylee and Kristen. Oh, man, I, I'm just, I'm so stoked to, to, to be here at this 
time in your career. I mean, you you've done a lot of things. You you've been a lot of places. You know, but I see nothing but great things coming. Uh, you know, thank and, you so much. No, no, you. you're very entertaining. Every time I look at my my Facebook <laughs> my uh, my Instagram feed, there there you are, a beautiful duet just <laughs> popping up and just playing for me, and making sure that my day is getting better and better. You know, just listening to the sounds of Steel Ivory. Thank right. you. Thank We're you working so on it. We're working hard, so hopefully you'll be seeing more of us. All right. So typically, I, I usually end these things with uh, giving you guys the the last word. And since there's two of you, well, I, I I'll go with Kaylee Delosier first. Give me your last words. It could be some words of advice or wisdom or ideas that that just pops into your head. And then I'll let Kristen do the same right after. So Kaylee uh, Delosier, last words for the people. Uh huh. I think I would just say that no matter what obstacles you come across in life, that if you work really hard and you believe what you can do, just keep on trucking and you, you can make it do whatever you want to do. Life's too short to do anything that doesn't make you happy. <laughs> and music makes us happy. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen Denton, last words for the people. Uh, words for the people. I would have to say the same as Kaylee. Do what makes you happy. Um, follow your dreams. If you want to move to Nashville. Come move to Nashville. Come see us. Say hi to us. Meet us. <laughs> we love making new friends. Um, you guys can check out all of our stuff on our socials. It's all at Steel Ivory Music. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to check us out. And please go listen to our new single, Yo-Yo. Yay! <laughs> Well, there you have it, party people. Steel Ivory, Kaylee Delosier, and Kristen Denton. Fantastic, fantastic story so far. Just family-oriented and so talented. I encourage you to follow them on social media everywhere. Uh, put those two, those words together, Steel Ivory Music, jam all that together, and just put that in your Google search, and you'll find their Instagram, their YouTube, their uh, Twitter feed, and, and their Facebook feed, for that matter. So Steel Ivory Music, jam it all together, and you'll find the likes of Steel Ivory. Ah, nothing but great things. And check out their YouTube page. They got a lot of videos. And if you follow them on Instagram, you're going to hear, just like I do, uh, on, on the daily almost, uh, you'll hear them singing <laughs> and just making your day so much brighter. So uh, thank you so much, Steel Ivory, uh, Kaylee, and Kristen for being on the What Makes You Famous program. I appreciate you so much. If you'd like to tell your story, you, yes, you, <laughs> I encourage you. To give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at RadioWhat.com. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous and follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. 
Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening radio what the music you want with another great quote to live is the rarest thing in the world most people exist that is all oscar wilde the music you want is on RadioWhat.com. Tweet, tweet, yo. Follow Radio What on Twitter. At Radio What Twit. Tweet, tweet, yo.